What do you want to talk about? Well, um, I have a news item Ooh. that informs the rest of the episode. Okay. Now, I can't guarantee that that's how it's going to work every episode because sooner or later, like there aren't going to be new news items about historical things like the gold rush is not going to have a new. It might. A new development. It happens sometimes. I mean. We, there was a, a an item that just came out about like Nazi gold trains and something something civil war. I don't I can't remember how they were connected, but you know you gotta you gotta really watch the news, watch the uh, the the museum section of your local paper, which mm-hmm. I don't think is a section that exists, but keep an eye on it. No, it's it's the the front page. Mm-hmm. Section B is local. Mm-hmm. Section C is gold rush uh-huh. section d museums oh, okay oh good so section e sports okay so keep an eye on so two sections then because yeah. gold rush and then also museums because oh that's it might right be there's, like, there's the gold rush section in the newspaper so maybe it is going to be very newsly yeah so i'm just saying okay don't well that's not the news item it's not from that section okay okay so here's what happened came out in the news that the In-N-Out Corporation donated $30,000 to the California Republican Party. Okay, which, I have questions. You're probably about to answer them. Feel free to ask the questions. So does that include, like, is that like how it's, uh, 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 like, oh, our employees combined? Because you know how when you you donate to a candidate, you have to say who your employer is? Mm -hmm. And then they track in that way? No, my understanding, uh, you know, it's one of those type of things where I think it was the soft money, not the hard money. And I don't, okay, what does that mean? Well, you can, to donate to a specific candidate, you have limits. Right, that right. That individuals can donate, and then they're yeah. what they call bundlers, who say, I got all these people to give this much money, and now I am 
you know, it was like when George W. Bush had bundlers, they all had various Texan style names. Like there was the pioneer level and the cowboy level. So, so that's one way that you can do it. Or the other would be if you're donating directly to the party apparatus or just a like committee of some sort. DCCC, yeah. but for Republicans. Yeah, political action committee. Oh, okay, yeah. Which there are, no, there are no limits on what you can donate there. So single organization, cut that check. Okay, okay. And so that's what happened. Mm-hmm. I don't know specifically who the check went to, but the top line item and what is relevant to this story, $30,000 from In-N-Out Hamburgers. Mm-hmm. To the Republicans, it's probably okay. probably the the shortest distance between two lines, and I don't mean for this to be a political podcast in in that way. Like let's let's get into the matters of the day. What's going on with these marginal tax brackets? You know. Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, so can I ask too? Is it? Uh, no, I'm not allowed to ask questions. Um, I'm going to ask. Uh, is was that for a recent election, or was that like, oh, it turns out in the just 2016? Happened. Oh, okay. Yeah, like just happened. Okay, okay. Well, that I mean, it, we're because, coming up on midterms, so that yes, makes and, sense. and that information became available because when you donate your money at the end of the quarter, these organizations have to say, hey, here's here's who gave us money. Yeah. And people went through, and they're like, wait. In and out hamburgers? Yeah, in, in and out BRGR, what? Okay. So. I'm not surprised by this. No, I didn't think you would be, but people were surprised. Uh-huh. To the extent there was, you know how everything has its its moment on the internet now? Mm-hmm. There was a probably 36-hour period during which angry Hamburger-loving liberals mm-hmm. wanted to boycott in and out You guys. Because they just found this out. They're like, what? Yeah, how, no. How can this be? I enjoy these hamburgers. Yeah. But I do not enjoy... I, I'm doing, like, political guy voice right uh-huh. there. See, that's a character that might try to work <laughs> in. For sure. It'll probably come up more often than not. Like, if I'm uh, ever telling you about John C. Fremont... <laughs> That's what John C. Fremont will sound like. I believe we should have a flag with a bear on it. <laughs> oh, honey, I've, I married you for your John C. Fremont impression. I've only got like four voices that I can do, <laughs> and that's one of them. So it's going to come up. Oh, shit. So you mentioned that this didn't surprise you. No. It didn't surprise me. Yeah, because we're from around here, Orange County folk. Right. We are from around I mean, here. I mean, where, where is In-N-Out from? It's not Orange County specifically, What a handsome right? question you what asked. What a handsome question. Let me tell you a little bit about the history oh, of In-N-Out Hamburger. <laughs> Please do. All right. So In-N-Out was founded in 1948. All right. That checks out so far. By Harry and Esther Snyder. It's mm. a married couple. They weren't mm-hmm. brother and sister or anything weird. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Also, it wouldn't be that weird to go into business with your sister or brother. It would be weird because they have kids. Fair. Okay, yeah. Or they had kids, I mm-hmm. should say. They're uh, both passed. Okay. Deceased. Mm-hmm. They're dead. Dead. Mm-hmm. Those people have since died. They would have been very old by now. Right. So that's not particularly tragic, I don't think. Harry uh, Snyder died in his early 60s. Which for for a, a burger entrepreneur, yeah, it's starting in nineteen forty nine. Yeah, for a guy who started a business in nineteen forty eight, that's not 48. super young. Yeah, to die, especially if you spent your entire life around hamburgers. Right. That's so. Yeah. So that was what I was thinking. 
to have lived a, a full 60 blah 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 years yeah, it seems like he did pretty good for himself having in, passed in that in, when, when did he when did he die like do you know that one like oh what, I'd, I'd have to i'd have to do the math i'm gonna I, guess well, early 60s well what i can tell you is he died in 76 but i don't know oh, how old he was okay, at that okay. point wait i do he was 63 oh okay. i already i said he was 63 so if we do the math uh-huh 1976 minus 63 years old he was 1913 years old oh great wait okay 1913 he was uh-huh <laughs> yeah okay so that seems like a a, a fine run no i can't i can't i can't give a quantitative analysis of how good of a run that was and you know how was his health in those last years these are the questions that we just don't have answers to what's the quality of life like um so they started the first in and out hamburger stand in baldwin park oh that's that's close to here that's not that far from here as it's referred to on crazy ex-girlfriend that's in the san Gabe's valleys mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so the san gabriel valley is the birthplace of In-N-Out Hamburger. I didn't know. I I just felt like they were more coastal than that. Well, they became co- coastal. Yeah. They, they got those palm trees. Mm-hmm. And in the 28 years between when they founded In-N-Out and when Harry Snyder died, mm-hmm. they did expand, but not by as much as you might think they did. So when he died, there were 18 In-N-Outs. Okay. And that that gets you to the mid seventies. So when we were when we were kids, which for me was like mid eighties, mm-hmm. late eighties. I'm thinking about mid to late eighties kidness. Did you go to Did you go to In and Out a lot during that time? Oh sure. I didn't. You know why? No. Because my dad was a cop, and In and Out would always give free burgers to the the cops, which is super nice. But then they'd be like, no, nah, we can't because it's a rule. We can't take free stuff. And they'd be like, ha ha, okay, anyway, have a free burger. And so my dad, this is where I get my rule following uh, uh He wouldn't go there when he was off duty with his family either? No, because they'd recognize him because he'd still come for like calls or whatever. So like any Orange County area in and out burger, he's like, ah, oh, I just can't. They're going to try to give us free burgers. So I hadn't. I don't think I went to In and Out until I was in college. So you had to. You had to have the car on your own to be yeah. able to get to the In and Out. Because otherwise, if you go with your parents, it's going to be a whole thing. It's going to be a whole thing. It's going to be like, a, oh, does this count as taking bribes? Like I told them no, but they put free fries in here. What do I do? It's such a funny thing because I think there are a <laughs> lot of businesses that that do that sort of or want to do that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And part of it is. You know, the kind of over the top, thank you for your service Mm -hmm. uh, type of thing that we like to do in the United States. But also as somebody who runs a business, you kind of like having the cops coming around. Yeah. So that was that was it. Because when I worked in restaurants, we would do basically the same thing. It's like, thank you for your service. And here's a free meal. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not charging you guys because people are walking by a restaurant. They see the police are eating there. Like, well, well, it must must not be a rough restaurant. Yeah. I don't feel like there's going to be any problems here. Right. Which isn't really an issue that you run into in coastal Orange County anyway, no. by and large. But maybe maybe in the mid to late 80s, in, maybe not the coastal part, but like, yeah, because the one closest to us was going to be, um, I'm thinking of that one off the 22 over 
What's is there one off the twenty two in like Euclid? That's the one that I was aware of. I mean, probably. Okay. So it's not quite coastal. Right. It's like maybe technically Garden Grove. And I mean, in the this... 80s, I heard that Garden Grove had gangs, but like I wasn't in one, so I, I couldn't tell you. I think what is usually true, though, about gang violence is that it tends to be focused on other gangs. It's not just like, let's go to the in and out and cause trouble. I don't think so. I think that happens in movies, uh-huh. but not so much in your day-to-day gang life. Mm-hmm. I don't know for sure. I'm not affiliated with any gangs. Mm-hmm. So take that with a grain of salt. Okay. And I said I didn't go till college. That was a lie. High school. Mm-mm-mm. When I started being able to either drive yeah, myself yeah. or go with when, my friends. When you got the car. Mm-hmm. I tried to cover for you a little bit there and be like, well, obviously, once you had the car. Yeah, yeah. You could go to the in and out. So by that time, Harry dies. Mm-hmm. There are two sons mm-hmm. that Harry and Esther Snyder have. And the, the first son is named Rich. Mm-hmm. When his dad dies, this is very much like a like a monarchy. Well, yeah. The firstborn son takes over the family business, whether it is sitting on the Iron Throne mm-hmm. or running the small chain of hamburger restaurants that your father has left you. And then he becomes the Burger King, which is very confusing. Correct. Then he goes to court where he's <laughs> sued by the Burger King okay. Incorporated whole thing. Okay. That didn't really happen. Um, he was only 24 years old. That's a lot of responsibility for a 24-year-old. It seems like it, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, I think back to when I was 24 years old, mm-hmm. and, like, I showed up for work most days. I think I met you right before you turned 24. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you'll note that I showed up for work most days. Good job. So I, I thought like, you seemed very responsible. I felt like I was doing pretty good for a 24-year-old. I was not running a chain of almost 20 hamburger restaurants. Yeah, well, I thought it was very impressive at the time that I met you that you had run a chain of several burger restaurants. You, Because, right, you'd been the, the GM. Uh, one burger restaurant. Yeah. For, and one, I thought, one at a time. One at a t- But I thought for someone who was just barely 24, I'm like, wow, that's a lot of responsibility to be in charge of the entire burger restaurant. Mm-hmm. Mm. That dude's got leadership quality written all over him. Yeah, I mean, that's certainly true, as you can see today. <laughs> you know, that's panned out for me. What Rich did, though, back, but enough about me. Let's talk <laughs> about the Snyder family a little bit. Yeah, I guess. He was the, the mastermind, as it were, behind the expansion of In-N-Out to be, I would call it, this is when it became kind of the California icon. Okay. So a lot of restaurants opening including the first restaurant outside of L.A. County, which oddly was not in Orange County. It was in San Diego. Oh, man, I was going to think it was that Ventura one. You know the one. Yeah, I know the one, the one on the 101. Yeah, the one on the 101 that's got the the palm trees that do the X thing. The one on the 101. That's a good one. That is a good one. If you're driving to San Luis Obispo, that's where you stop. If you're on a road trip, Mm -hmm. I think almost everyone who goes from L.A. to Santa Barbara Mm -hmm. or San Luis Obispo, Obispo, that's where they get lunch. Obviously. It it is jam-packed there all the time. Most in-and-outs are, though. Yeah, but that one doesn't really seem like it has anything else around, which makes, I mean, I guess it all all makes sense. Like, of course, there's nothing else around. This is where you stop for lunch Mm -hmm. on your drive. Yeah, for sure. So... First location outside of L.A. County in San Diego, 1990. No kidding. Yeah, so you couldn't have gone in the Oh, 
Wait, unless so that were, one that unless I... Unless you were in L.A. 1990. Yeah, that's what the okay. information... That The best information that I have available. When did that one off the 22 pop up? After 1990. Interesting, interesting. Okay. Also, first location outside of California. Can you guess where that was? Vegas. Las Vegas ah, in 1992. 92. Okay, okay. See, I'm trying to I'm trying to wrap my head around this. My grandpa was a a, a sheriff in Norwalk, uh, which is LA County. I remember having the conversation with him of him being like, "You never eaten at In-N-Out Burger?" And he died in 91. So Kinda, it's all coming together. It's then. all coming together. Maybe it was 92. Either way, because if you're in Norwalk in L.A., you're you're gonna get some in and out. No, he died in 1990. He died in September of 1990. Anyway, uh, yeah. So he couldn't believe I'd never been to In and Out, but he also spent a lot of time driving around like Norwalk. Mm-hmm. So he was a pioneer on this front. This story aligns well with the basic information that I had available. So I think we're okay. It all checks out. I think we're on to something. Okay, here. great. Phew. So all this happens. Now in and out's a big deal. Commercials mm-hmm. on TV, you know, in and out. Mm-hmm. That's what a hamburger's all about. Oh yeah. That's how that went. Rich Snyder in 1993, dies in a plane crash. Jeez. It was weird. Flying into Orange County Airport. Yeah, John Wayne. John Wayne Airport is what some people call it. Uh Uh-huh. There's a big statue of him out front. Uh I still prefer to call it Orange County. I call it Santa Ana. That also works, I think. Because it's code as SNA. SNA, Because it's the Santa Ana. Okay. Uh, How old was he then? I I forgot how to math it. Uh, So that would be... Uh, right around 41. Okay, I think. okay. Too too young to be yeah, dying too, in plane crashes. Y- well, I mean, <laughs> plane crashes, no, plane, no age. Yeah, plane crashes are, are very uh, non discriminatory in that regard. Mm-hmm. He was on, uh, as I think most uh, plane related fatalities are, uh, he was on one of those little rich guy planes. Yeah, puddle jumper. Yeah. Going to land. Mm hmm too close behind a big jet that the poor people were in oh. got caught up in the turbulence that that plane created oh. as it was you know, yeah. doing the jet thing getting ready to land so it it uh it crashed on on its uh, on its approach the fcc had to change regulations about little planes following big planes and how close they could be to each other when they're getting ready to make that final approach based on that crash wow so if you're gonna go in a plane crash, at least make sure that there's some sort <laughs> there's of a legacy. new legislation that comes out of it. Mm-hmm. So because it's a it's a monarchy, his younger brother Guy mm-hmm. takes over. So that's in 1993. Guy Snyder continues the expansion of the business until he dies in 1999. What? Accidental pain pill overdose is terrible okay but wait it's all coming back together in my personal narrative again which is the most important part i remember my seventh grade algebra teacher talking kind of non-stop about the in and out 
family. And that was 1993. So this explains why. Plane crash, and he's like, let me tell you kids morality tales about burger joints. Mm -hmm. Here's what you need to learn from this. Don't have your small plane follow a large plane. Uh, Well, so I didn't have access to, like, the internet. (laughs) Or I wasn't a big follower of the news. I got most of my news from my um, teachers at that stage. So the the lesson I got was that if you're given an inheritance, uh, uh, you should definitely be like the gallant in and out brother who invested in a burger chain and grew that business and capitalismed, and unlike the 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 goofus brother, oh, who yes. uh, you, I remember you mentioned this, yeah, so, yeah, he just was... flew his inheritance flying he and his friends back and forth from hawaii before dying in poverty Mm -hmm. yeah none of that happened yeah that was that was the in and out narrative that that i had always had because uh mr melendrez melendez menendez one of him lyle menendez because lyle menendez told me yeah turn turns out uh neither son was uh particularly a goofus in that regard Mm. and they both died young in kind of strange ways but it it doesn't seem like it was a maybe he was talking about harry snyder and harry snyder's brother but why would harry snyder harry snyder is too old to have been flying he to have a brother who blew money flying friends back and forth from hawaii right harry snyder may have had a brother but he's not part of the in and out story Right, well, that's why, because he was the goofus. Oh, <laughs> uh, right? okay, so like he... Like like, like Harry Snyder Sr., let's say, in the seventh grade mm-hmm. version of this he that I He gave both of his sons you know, a and, certain amount of yeah. money to start a business, and one of them started in and out, and the other one... Not that, well, they just, like, the dad died, and they each got half the money, oh. which I think, I think he said was $100,000, but... Which in, one of in us today's is making money would be like one point two billion, yeah, one point two billion, billion trillion. Um, and so, so Goofith, uh is like sweet inheritance money. Everybody come partay, and had like a thousand Hawaiian keggers. And then the the good brother was like, oh, I'm gonna start a burger stand. I'm gonna start a burger stand in 1948 in Baldwin so, Park. Uh, in the interest of full it. disclosure, you went to a banana school, uh, evangelical Christian private school that was very like. It sounds like your teacher conflated the story of the hamburger stand with the story of the prodigal son from the Bible. Probably, except for the part at the end where the prodigal son returns. Yeah, just one died in poverty and the other one. Yeah, because that that's a... the that's the part of the Bible that never really sits well. You know, it's like yeah. Oh, but, but he gets forgiven at the end. Who would want that? You need to be punished. <laughs> my uh, my school was uh, and church was very uh, 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 like the the Orange County conservative Republican like scenario is almost part of the doctrine. It's it's very like Goldwater Republicanism. I think it's the main part yeah. of the doctrine. I wouldn't go so go so light on that brush. Yeah. Like, yeah so. A, f- a friend of mine at my at a at a job at a history museum in DC a couple of years ago he was getting his PhD in history and he finished reading one of his texts he's like oh this is about like where you grew up orange county right uh, do you want to read this book now that i'm done with it and he hands me this book called suburban warriors and there's a picture of my 
I think there's a picture of my pastor on the front of it, but like from like 1969 or whatever. And mm-hmm. it's it's about how uh, Orange County, California Christians started the modern Republican Party with uh, being all pro Goldwater and capitalism and John Birch society-ness. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that's where I went to church and to school. And yeah. so a lot of the morality tales I got might have been a little bit off. That all scans for me. The funny thing about that is that my mom started attending that very same church when it was a new church. And mm-hmm. the story that she would always tell was how it was the only place where the hippies could go. Yeah, that's how to, my parents to were going there, too. And, you know, all of the, the blue noses that were, you know, in church leadership were like, we can't have these long haired young people with their bare feet. And, mm-hmm. and they'll get the carpet dirty. Right. So they took the carpet out and they let people come in and sit on the floor if they wanted to. And at with some no point, shoes. Uh, the worm turns. Yeah. It seemed. Well, I got to finish Which reading is the book. Of, but... It's kind of the story of the baby boomers writ large, I think. Is, yeah. You know. Something happened sometime in between the Summer of Love and Ronald Reagan. Yeah. And I wasn't alive for most of that time. And the time that I was alive for, I was mostly busy being a very small child. So mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was like an instant and all of a sudden they're all Goldwater Republicans. Or was that part of the plan the whole time? Like, oh, let's get let's get this youth vote in here. They're all they're all hippieing around. What if we told them? There was a better way. These people seem easily led. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. That might be an episode for another day to really plumb the depths of... Yeah. It does does line up nicely with the uh, in-and-out narrative, (laughs) at least the version of it that I was told. So so we don't think that Harry Snyder's brother flew everybody back and forth from Hawaii and just, like, piddled away as... No, and opportunity. That, that, I'm sure that's a story that's true about some about family somebody. business, but I don't think it's true about this one. Mm. All right, so Guy Snyder, pain pill overdose. Mm-hmm. The only member of the Snyder family left now is his daughter, Lindsay, hmm. who is a very young young woman at this at this age. Mm-hmm. Was she an adult at the time that that? Uh, she was like right on the borderline, mm. if I recall correctly. And she actually, she's in charge now. She runs the company. She's the the president, CEO, sole proprietor, basically, mm-hmm. of the entire company. Because they, they never went public. Mm-hmm. They never took on any partners. Mm-hmm. So now there is this giant, famous burger chain that is owned by one person. Damn. And she has kids of her own. So, right, right. So that, you know, the, the circle won't be... Uh, <laughs> unbroken? The circle will be unbroken. Broken. It won't be broken. Assuming that uh, these trends continue, wherein they decide to keep it in the family, mm-hmm. and, you know, she she brings up her kids in the restaurant uh, as well. Because that's what happened with, with all of those kids from the Snyders. Like, they, they started out working at the counter. Yeah, yeah. Then, okay, well, son, you're doing pretty good at the counter. Now you can be the assistant manager at this location. So many kids I went to high school with worked there and loved it. I don't know anybody who had a bad experience working at In-N-Out Burger. Yeah. And some of them are still working there and are now managers and have 
houses bigger than you and I could ever dream of because they pay their managers really well. Yeah, and I think getting back to why this was in the news and why people were so surprised, you know, the the liberal uh, element that was like, how can this be? How can they support Republican candidates is because they know all of those stories about how In-N-Out is seen as a really high quality employer that treats Mm -hmm. their employees well. And it seems like there was a conflation there of that's a liberal value, yeah, not instead of a, a conservative Christian, value. Yeah, but like, I mean, it, it, it theoretically could be a, a good Christian value, too. I mean, it, yeah, it doesn't. Uh, it's just not it like the Goldwater it contradi- conservative. It isn't contradicted by any part of the New Testament, as far as I can tell. Right. And the Lord saith, don't pay right. your employees a I living give, wage. I give unto you the 13th commandment, do not take care of your employees. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Keep all the money for yourself, don't share it. So the best, Love Jesus. best information that I have available, and you know, it's always tough if you're not within an organization to actually find out what pay scales are like. Yeah, yeah. Oftentimes when you're inside of an organization, <laughs> it's difficult to find out what pay, pay scales are like. Keep it secret. Um, but... Based on the best information available to me, the current starting wage at In-N-Out Hamburger, $13 an hour. That's not bad. So that's just for the kid who is emptying the trash and sweeping up. The guy who stands outside with the the gimmick to take orders when the line's too long to get to the talk box. And do they do do insurance? Do they do health insurance for their... Well, I guess now they have to, but but haven't they always... Well, yes, they also have legitimate benefits for their employees, so things like health vision and dental a 401k is not reserved just for management anybody who works there is eligible to to get mm. those types of benefits okay serious question should i go get a part-time job at in and out burger i mean you might enjoy that i might it's a lot of time on your feet it, it is a hard job i think right but it seems like it's standing up straight instead of hunching over stuff yeah for sure i think good posture helps yeah okay I, I do good customer service. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a high volume, quick service restaurant environment. Yeah. With the added element of they do want to have good customer service there, where most high volume, quick service restaurants don't really give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then another like, serious look, question. Just, just sell the burritos and let's get going. You know? Can we drive through In and Out when we're done? With this podcast, I think we're gonna have to because I really want a cheeseburger. Yeah, as we've been talking, you got Those that in and out urge. Do you remember the because they used to have the bumper stickers? They probably still do, but mm-hmm. people would get the in and out burger bumper yeah. sticker and then cut off the B at the beginning of burger and the R at the end of burger. No, I don't remember that. So instead so of saying in and out burger, it would in say in and out urge because they had a real urge for in and out or like yes. what. Because the, that person driving around in that VW Beetle, I'm going to say, <laughs> fucking loves them. Loved in and yeah, out so much that they had, base. yeah, they had to DIY the bumper sticker to indicate how much they wanted that hamburger. Was it for you in in the drive around? Now that you have your own car, years was that a popular like meetup spot for your crew? The way that it was for mine. No, I wouldn't say that. We would definitely eat hamburgers there, though. Yeah. Well, part of it, it was like, because the line was so long, it was like a, like, that was the party, you know? Like, all right, let's meet at the, the In-N-Out Burger plenty of time. on campus. Yeah, plenty we'll of time. We'll be there an hour and a half. To socialize while you're waiting to order and then waiting for your food because it's all made to order. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I can remember at least two separate social gatherings. Where the social gathering was, let's go get a burger at in and out mm-hmm. the one by uci 
will be there all fucking night because the line is just so far around the block. You're going to park a long ways away. You're going to walk. That's part of the social experience. Yeah. Walk, park by the Vons. Well, the thing that that is a very busy location, but even the one that's near us, which is not particularly located kind of next way, to yeah. a college campus, as for instance, if you go most times of the day, there is a very circuitous queue mm-hmm. for the cars doing the drive-through. But they built it like that, so it's very—it's also very pleasant. If you if you come in, you got your air conditioner going, you got your podcasts rolling. Mm-hmm. It's it's not a stressful drive-through because they just built it to just make a thousand S's. Yeah, I assume that they hired the guy who does the queues at, at Disneyland. At Disneyland, yeah. And they say, "Look, guys, we got this. How do we get thirty cars at a time? We're going to make sure them that it's sticking out." It, it covers a lot of ground without looking like it covers a lot of yeah. ground. There'll be a lot of palm trees around. Yeah, and so it's nice it's and shaded. Kind of shady. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. The people will come. So with with the Christianity and the in and outness, mm-hmm. I mean, I assume that part of the reason they were so deep into the Calvary lore and infrastructure wasn't just our location, but because they put Bible verses on every paper product Mm -hmm. yes and this is also why the the outcry about the donation to the republican party and the conservative leaning of the organization should not have been surprising because anybody who's ever eaten there has probably seen on the wrapper for the hamburgers on the fry boat on the cups Uh uh-huh bottom of the cups yeah they're they're not prominently displayed not very large but they're definitely it's like an easter egg it's on there yeah so I've got a list here. Do you want to hear what some of the... <clears throat> yes. Okay, so on the soda cup, mm-hmm. and also I should mention, if you haven't seen this, it's not the whole verse. It's just the, I don't know what you call it. Yeah. So John like 3.16. Like the reference. Right, the, the biblical reference. John 3.16, which says, Stone Cold just whooped your ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just says John 3.16, and it's on the inside part of the the bottom of the cup mm-hmm. so you got to look for it but also like if you're sitting across from somebody who keeps picking up their cup and taking a drink out of it you're eventually going to see it there yeah for sure kind of a clever way to do it same thing with shake cups different verse on the shake cups than the different soda cups? verse oh different cup different color too on the cup oh i never noticed that yeah the shake cups have they're white with green is it proverbs I felt like I've seen Proverbs. It is Proverbs. Yes. Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. Cool, 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 cool. Depending on the type of burger you get, you're going to get a different uh, verse as well. So the single really? burger, Revelation three twenty. Wait, what are they? Is it the, the little boat thing that it comes in or is it the wrapper? What's it's on different? the wrapper. Oh. Yeah, it's on the, it's on the wrapper close that to, they had different wrappers. if I recall, the, the seam at the bottom right above that fold. Oh, it literally, I mean, it makes sense that all the wrappers would have to be different sizes because they go around burgers of different sizes. Right. The only thing that's different is the, the capacity of the wrapper and, and the, the Bible verse. verse. Everything else oh, is the same. man. Okay. My mind just got blown. Yeah. So the double-double, Nahum 1-7. Oh, I'm sorry, honey. That's pronounced Nahum. Mayhem? It, it rhymes with mayhem. Nahum. Okay, so... N- That's na- the one that Nahum, comes right before Habakkuk. Nahum, right? mayhem. Yes, one of... I believe it's called one of the minor prophets. Uh-huh. Uh, one, of the, one of the deep cuts? Yeah, it's, you know, the... All the short books right at the back of the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. The ones that you flip past when you're like, okay, let's get this over with. <laughs> let's introduce some new characters. 
right, so so mayhem one seven the lord is good a stronghold in the day of trouble and he knoweth them that trust in him okay okay i do find it of interest that the double double being basically the flagship product of in and out has the deepest cut bible it is a real deep cut like i don't know if if they focus group i don't even know how to pronounce that one yeah that's that's impressive and you know i don't i i doubt that the way that uh uh most american churches get it is is like the correct original pronunciation in the whatever the hell language that is uh, would that be aramaic nahum uh i don't know where's it coming from is it no i don't know i have i just no idea well by then the the jewish people were in israel right yeah, but like, is that, did that come so from the, the Greek translation of the, I don't know. This is the stuff people want to know. This is what they, this when is they, what they come here for. they listen to a podcast for. about hamburgers. Well, I mean, in and outs putting stuff about Nahum on their, on their burgers. So, so this is, this is where we got to do the deep research. It's true. So the last one, the fry boat, <laughs> Proverbs twenty four sixteen, For though a righteous man falls seven times, he rises again, but the wicked are brought down by calamity. I like that one. I like it when calamity befalls the wicked. Yeah, so here's what, what I felt like going through and finding out what all of the Bible verses were that were on the, the products and what they say. Uh, I believe these are all fairly liberal biblicisms <laughs> that are focused on the concept of believing in the God of Abraham. Okay. Because it's some of it's Old Testament, so it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They weren't talking necessarily about the the uh, Christian God right. or Jesus. It was before that. Except for in that Austin 316 part. Right. Well, that one actually, okay, if you don't know what John 316 says. Everybody it's, knows. It's the one about God so loving the earth, yada, yada, yada. Uh-huh. You know, the guy with the rainbow wig at the sporting event holds up the sign. Yeah, yeah. John 316. I know. It's the number one Bible verse. It's the verse. number one Bible verse. And number two, not even Genesis 1-1, I guess. Yeah, that would that'd be my thought. But it's it's way back there. <laughs> it's not even close to John 3.16. So what about that? Well, I think it's, you know, it's not really... Obviously, they're not trying to be in your face about it. Right. And Otherwise, even, they would have made it bigger. Right. And even if you go to the trouble of finding out, none of that stuff's like, well, I can't believe that they, you monsters. they said this thing. You know, none of, none of it's like, uh, if you, you know, God wants you to beat your children or <laughs> yeah, no, you know, no unclean acts. You know, the ones we're talking about yeah, type yeah. stuff, you know, it's all like, Hey, you know, we believe in God here. You should too. Kind of low level yeah. evangelical, uh, work going on there. Yeah. Yeah. But it's there. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't be surprising. So, so to to sum up, uh, they gave thirty thousand dollars of their eighteen kajillion billion trillion three billion dollars is what it's worth. Uh, that so thirty thousand of that went to some arm of the Republican Party. Yeah, sort of generic Republican. Mm-hmm. You know, for mailers or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they do what they want with it, but yeah, yeah, and 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 people lost their goddamn minds because this was surprising because they didn't know what Nahum was. I guess so. It might just be the times that we live in. I do think that the first of all, 
everyone is having knee-jerk reactions to everything. Yeah, that's uh, true. In, in the time in which we live. But also, I think that there were some people who maybe don't look that closely at the <laughs> packaging of their foods. Sure. Who were like, yeah, man, these are the good guys because they use fresh beef, uh, American and, and, beef they, and... and they don't charge too much. And the people who work there are always happy. And they get health benefits, probably. Right. Which they do. Mm-hmm. But I think that there was some conflation about, you know, I'm on this side and these are things I believe in. So they have to be on that side with me when it comes to maintaining entirely secular hamburger restaurants and right. voting for the Democratic or Green Party. Yeah. Like it is a family burger restaurant. They can. I mean, I would prefer that they be endorsing the candidates that I like, but they can do whatever they want. It's true. They, they do not have shareholders that they are be, be held into. No. And I'm going to I'm gonna keep eating their burgers because A, they're goddamn delicious, and B, they are good employers. You know, they, they're not doing anything apart from giving that money to candidates that I don't like, but they're also not giving it to the Nazi party. You know, it's right. just like the other major. I feel like... You have to pick the hill that you're going to die yeah. on. Yeah, if they gave it to like Steve and, King in Iowa's congressional reelection campaign specifically, I'd be like, yeah. why? Yeah, there are so many better hills to die on. Right. Because also, what else are you going to do? What other hamburger joint are you going to go to? You're going to get a worse hamburger from someplace <laughs> that doesn't treat their employees as well and also probably donates to the Republican Party. Probably more money, too. Probably. I remember in in high school, so... I I had a lot of friends who were like straight edge and or vegan and or you know you just get a lot of fringy kids. Sure. But there was a subset Those of that the kind subset. of kids you hang out with. Yeah, obviously. Um, a subset of that subset was vegan, but or vegetarian, but would eat meat from In and Out because they were vegetarians who um, thought that was an important cause because of deforestation in south america and getting your beef from out like it, it was about in and out had all the beef in the u.s that was like sustainably okay so they were they were single issue vegetarians they were single issue vegetarians and in and out wasn't their burgers weren't causing whatever the problem was that they were it was before like sustainably grown mm-hmm. what were you didn't see those words anywhere right but it and, was like no it all comes from a beef farm in north dakota and and they like plant a tree for every cow they kill or something <laughs> so they're like so i don't eat meat except for at in and out also i eat three meals a day at in and out <laughs> well one thing that is true about in and out and one of the reasons why uh these days in and out is as far afield as texas and i believe utah for the for the beef oh oh no for the for the, for the restaurant and oh, okay. the the reason so like when we lived in DC yeah there was not an in and out within fifteen hundred miles of us oh, it was so sad maybe two thousand miles actually oh, now even that sadder. I, now that I do a little back of the envelope math on that and the reason for this is it's all down to distribution centers hmm. because in and out never freezes their beef. Oh. And if you never freeze your beef, the farthest away a restaurant can be from your distribution center is 300 miles. Oh. Oh, well, this makes sense. So what's happened now is there is a distribution center in, like, central Texas, and there's one in Salt Lake City, which means that you draw a circle 300 miles around those distribution centers, and you can open up new In-N-Out. Anywhere within this circle. 
But once you get outside of that, they're like, like, well, the beef's not going to be good anymore. So, yeah. Okay. So that's, yeah, that's why that happens. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So it's very much a West Coast thing now after having been for most of history, very much a California LA thing. Yeah. Then very much a California thing. Because because it's not really a Northern California thing, is it? Like you can get, you can get it, but people aren't like into it. Yeah. More and more. I think so. In fact, one of the fun facts that I have is that In-N-Out is the only fast food restaurant that the city of San Francisco allowed to open on Fisherman's Wharf. Oh. And the reason is because it is a family-owned California business. That's charming. So for for them and the guidelines that they had set up for themselves as to what are we going to put on Fisherman's Wharf, Uh In-N-Out, even though it is a very large local business, it's still considered a local local business by them. Oh, well, I love that. So you go to Fisherman's Wharf. There's that an in out on pride. the wharf. Oh, I like it. There's no McDonald's. There's yeah, no Burger King. Yeah, because McDonald's opened up not too far from the first in and out right? That was in Downey? Yes. And, but but it's McDonald's, so it's not... Yeah, and we'll probably do a McDonald's episode someday. It, well, it doesn't really feel like a California thing to me, it, even though the it, first one is here. It doesn't feel that way anymore, but it was initially. So okay. we're kind of the <laughs> the epicenter of quick serve hamburger restaurants, oh, I think. Burger Patient Zero? Yeah, it turns out. Hmm. Okay. Good for us. Yeah, is it because of our car culture? I think it's because of our car culture. Mm, just got to drive through, get that burger. Mm-hmm. Get on the go. Take those freeways with the roof of the car down do you want to hear some other fun facts about in and out burger depends on how fun they are they're really fun then yes so you mentioned the cross palm trees yeah yeah that is a thing that they try to put in front of as many in and outs as they can and you'll note they also have palm trees on the packaging yeah how do they get them to cross neon palm trees as yeah. part of the decor inside the restaurant I think partially this is because palm trees are very much a Southern California thing, but the specific reference being made is Harry Snyder, the founder. His favorite movie was It's a Mad, 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 Mad World, (laughs) wherein the characters of the movie look for treasure under a big W made by four palm trees, the middle two of which are crossed into an X. That is bananas. The... I've never seen that movie, but I now understand what the reference was in the Simpsons episode with the cat burglar, where they had to find the thing that he buried under the T-shaped palm tree. Oh, yeah, that sounds like a thing. A little bit of a twist okay. on, on the theme. So I remember noticing the, the ex-palm tree uh, when I was, you know, a, a school, a middle to early high school age person. I thought it was broken, first of all. Like, what is wrong with these goddamn palm trees? Why doesn't someone fix them? Also, how is it possible? I've just learned about geotropism and phototropism and hydrotropism. And how can you have two palm trees growing in different directions when the sun's always in the same spot? Answer it. Do you know? Oh, you want me to answer it? I mean, if you... Well, you you have to grow them specifically for that purpose. Yeah. How long do they have to be, like, cooking before you can, can... put those palm trees out in front of your in and out i think you have to get them fully grown i think you have to train the trunk in that fashion wait for it to be a mature tree and then you can go plant it somewhere and have it maintain that bend mm, but then what about with the, the sun still being like what does will it eventually start uh 
I don't think a palm tree, a fully mature palm tree, will because it's not, it's not like a, like a flower or a, a, like a sunflower. You know how you think about you can watch a sunflower kind of rotate if you change where the light is throughout the day. Okay. Uh, Too too inflexible. So once you once you get it set, it's kind of like Jello. I think. Oh. You know, initially it's liquid, but you put it in the fridge. Uh huh. Then it's Jello. now, Now it stands up a little bit. Okay. So I think okay. same same basic concept is at play there. Ah, I gotta look. What into I this. don't know is, does In and Out have their very own palm tree nursery? These, these are the where things I need they to are, know. are I mean, growing right? palm trees specifically for this purpose. I like because to think, I think that it's they a whole are. Thing. I don't think they own it though. I think they've contracted well, somebody sure. who grows regular palm trees too, but I also bet. has a corner where they're working on palm Just trees that have an angle. Ones. And, you know, the thing is, while you're growing them, they can all go in the same direction. And then when you take two of them out and move them to an in-and-out, you just rotate one 180 degrees. Bam, there's your axe. All set. I wonder how is. frequently you got to um, replace the, you know, one half of your X once you open your in-and-out store. I think is it like every you, three years? I think you are considering these trees to be a lot less permanent and, and fixed <laughs> than they really are. Hey, my my sixth grade life science knowledge makes me have a lot of questions yeah but tree trunks don't do that don't they i don't think they do what about the tops with like the leaves and stuff mm, maybe but not to any extent that would cause you to have the trunks not be x's anymore hmm. okay i'll consider this i'm glad that this is the thing that we really dug deep on i, this I need i need more information some okay if there are any palm tree scientists listening uh, Please let us know what what is it that you have to do to make yeah. a palm make palm trees cross and not uncross because of yeah. the sun. And like, what's the maintenance? Yeah, I think it's pretty low maintenance. I have concerns. I can see that. <laughs> okay, what else? More fun facts? Uh, more fun facts. I'd like to share with you some of the fans of In and Out because I think what happens is, I know in my experience, go back to we lived in D.C. for a while. I worked for Apple Incorporated. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people would get sent to California for training and and whatnot or interviews and Mm -hmm. things like that. And they'd always say, hey, you're from California. What should I do while I'm in California? Go eat in and out. Right. And there are two things that I would always tell people that they needed to do that were not too expensive and certainly going to be close to the uh, soulless hotel in Campbell, California, right outside of San Jose that they were going to be spending their time in. Go to Wahoo's Fish Tacos. Mm-hmm. Go to In-N-Out for a hamburger. I didn't know there was Wahoo's up there. I thought that was a Southern California thing. It also was initially a Southern California oh, thing. But okay. there is, I know this because I would make sure whenever I was in Cupertino mm-hmm. for whatever reason, those are the places I would make sure to go because they didn't exist on the East Coast. But right. I, have, I had grown to love them and miss them mm-hmm. in the time that I was away. So... I would tell people, go to In-N-Out and get a burger there because that is quintessentially the Californian hamburger experience. Unfortunately, I feel like part of the appreciation comes from having grown up on them because I had more than one person be like, oh, I didn't think it was that good. Ah, yeah, that's a thing. Like, oh, it's pretty good. There's no Five Guys. I'm like, fuck you! Yeah, it's not Five Guys because it's better than Five Guys. Yeah. Get out of here with your cold-ass bun 
and your do you want mushrooms on it nonsense your soggy soggy nonsense burger i mean the five guys burgers are, are they're, they're fine they're, yeah, they're good fine. but they're not no, transcendent they're not transcendent hmm. so people on the east coast who have had that experience maybe you're somebody who i told to get an in a hamburger and you came back and like oh, i don't think it's that good let me tell you who thinks you're wrong <laughs> gordon ramsay oh thinks you're knows. wrong the first time Gordon Ramsay was in L.A., he went to the In-N-Out. He goes inside, eats his double-double, walks out, gets in his car, drives through <laughs> to get another double-double. That's a lot of hamburger right there. It is, but he's like, this is so this good. Is really I'm not going to do a British accent. That's not one of my four. <laughs> do it with that. Do it with your John C. Fremont voice. I do declare I'm going to get into my automobile, and I'm going to drive through for another one of these delicious hamburgers. Yeah, there it is. Okay, so that's what Gordon Ramsay sounds like now in our canon. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, Anthony Bourdain Aww. referred to In-N-Out as the best restaurant in Los Angeles. Oh, man. High praise. I might not disagree with him. Yeah, like what's I the... haven't been to all... I mean, he I've never went been to, to the Ivy. But... He went to a lot of fancy restaurants that I never went to. Mm-hmm. But if he says In-N-Out's the best... Then we can kind of just put a pin in. I feel going like Going anywhere it. else, right? Julia Child... Her, she had a parlor trick where she claims that she knew where every in and out from L.A. to Santa Barbara was. Oh, bless her precious heart. Because she had been to the mall. <laughs> Just like how your dad is trying to collect all the, the national parks. Yes, Julia Child was, was collecting like... all the in and outs. <laughs> Did she get like her little passport stamped? I would I, love it I if, assume she, if that she, she had made. Yeah, like a little book. She's like, put a French fry stain <laughs> Right here. And in, just in smear, smear some of the grease here. That'll be perfect for me. And then the last one, uh, still active, uh, world-renowned chef Thomas Keller, oh. who is the French laundry guy, yeah. and he opened up Per Se in New York. He still uh, is eventually planning on opening a restaurant that combines his love of the In-N-Out style hamburger with his love of wine, being able to pair the two together. Oh, well, I would try that. <laughs> yeah, and I think that he had another restaurant called Ad Hoc, which was supposed to be a non-permanent restaurant. Get it? Oh. And I think that was initially the concept there, and it eventually ended up being a permanent restaurant that was more like standard-issue Thomas Keller food. Okay. So there's still this idea of really great hamburgers paired with fancy wine uh-huh. that he is one day going to unleash upon the world. Okay, I will. I will try that. I don't. I don't mind having a glass of wine with my burger. Maybe not my In and Out burger, but like I haven't had the right uh, 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 professional. Right. Pair you of haven't those had Thomas me. Keller pair right. them for you and it's say, like, "Look, if you're going to eat the hamburger, you need to have <laughs> this wine with it. Don't, don't drink that one." Look, I've got the uh, five dollar Trader Joe's bottle of wine. That's the house label here. So I'm not sweating yeah. it. I feel like I really stepped it up when they came out with the organic Charles Shaw. It's pretty good. Of, instead of being $3 a bottle, is $4 a bottle. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. it's a really good $4 bottle of wine. And I know that there weren't any pesticides sprayed on the grapes. Yeah, yeah. Or into the bottle before they bottled it. I really I really like that uh, Trader Joe's house label that's, that's I think, oh, I want to say it's like, 550 yeah it's the fancy trader Joe's when one, I, right, where they use a script 
Yeah, it's like on the label. Trader Joe's, Santa Barbara wines. This is a Pinot Noir. And it's like kind of a, uh, 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 like a natural linen colored label with one ink. That's mm-hmm. that's my that's my fanciness level right there. That's yeah. my preferred. Also pretty good. It's really good. <laughs> Have that with the In and Out Burger and be like, oh man, I'm a fancy lady. Future episodes of the podcast will almost certainly include Trader Joe's and. Charles Shaw wine. Yeah. So they should. <laughs> so we'll definitely be talking about that in the future. And we should definitely be drinking while we're doing that episode. Oh, for sure. Okay. And drink some Charles Shaw wine while we're having Obviously. that episode. Obviously. I mean, we do have to record this during the day while our son's in kindergarten. So it's a little unlike our previous podcast uh, projects where we had no kids. We had no kids and, and we, we would were record kind of late at night all the time. Yeah. Probably did some of our best work. While drunk or just like during that era maybe both yeah a lot yeah. of a lot of overlap on that venn diagram a lot of overlap anyway all right so when you go to in and out mm-hmm. what uh what's your order well this last time i got uh uh two grilled cheeses and that was uh i felt like that was a next level maneuver um but you know it depends Depen- yeah. depends on where i am in life uh now, but, okay. if i go to in and out for the first time Oh, yeah, don't get two grilled cheeses. That's like a... Am I even going to see grilled cheese on the menu? Though? No, no, you're, you're not. not. It's not there. The menu is very simple. Mm-hmm. Hamburger, cheeseburger, double-double, fries, beverage options. Mm-hmm. And that's all they show you. Yeah. Because In-N-Out has the secret menu. Yeah. I mean, I say if you're going for the first time, just like get a number two or a number three. Yeah. Depending on how hungry you are. Well, I'd say a number one. That's but wait, here's number the, one's the double double. Yeah, the number oh, okay, one's yeah, double double. Okay, yeah, never mind. Sorry, that's. But here's I mean. here's the other thing. They put that up there, underneath the the actual menu board. Like, just save yourself time and energy by ordering a one, two, or three. And it's number one is a double double with fries and a medium drink. Number two is a cheeseburger with fries yeah, and a medium drink. True. And number three is a hamburger with fries and a medium drink. Those aren't actual options that they can press in. They're still just adding them. Yeah, together. you say give me a number one, and you'll notice that the person at the counter will reply, "Okay, so you have a double double mm-hmm. with an order of fries with and no a medium drink. Does that sound right?" Mm-hmm. Because there isn't there's a no, combo like, number yeah. one option on their touchpad, and there's no discount that you get with. Nope. Because it's all pretty reasonably priced. Yeah, the price of the number one combo is the cost of a double double plus the cost of an order of fries mm-hmm. plus the cost of a medium drink. So they're not going to say you want to. You want to upgrade ex- that. You want to extra a... big size that for <laughs> seventy cents because if you say, "Can I get a large drink instead of a medium drink?" They're like, "Yep," because I have to push in the size of your drink separately <laughs> I have anyway. To do it. Mm. In and out, though, I was referring to the secret menu. They actually call it their not so secret menu because there is a link to it on the website. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't think that was always the case. I think that it was in fact a secret menu, sort of. Adding to the charm, a, a sort of yeah. speakeasy style uh, of inside <laughs> baseball lingo. I, mean, I would never. Okay, so this is this is part of that family rule following thing. In my early in and out days, which was like late high school, uh, I would never order off the secret menu because I felt like it was cheating. Like if they <laughs> wanted me to order off the secret menu, it wouldn't have been a secret. And so I wouldn't do it unless I was there with a friend who worked there. And they're like, get these animal style. I'm like, is that allowed? Like, we do it all the time. But you work here. Isn't that one of the privileges of working here that you can order your fries animal style? I'm just a civilian. So it turns out 
while there is not a button for combo number one on the touchpad of the order taking uh, area, there is one for animal style. So they're not going to yell at me. They're not. Here are some of the things that are on the secret slash not so secret menu. Animal style, which we have referred to. Mm -hmm. So you get your animals. You get your double double. Mm -hmm. Usually what that's going to have on it is, correct me if I'm wrong, lettuce, tomato, Mm -hmm. big old ring of white onion, Mm -hmm. two beef patties, two slices of cheese, and the sauce. Mm -hmm. That sounds right to me. Which is basically a Thousand Island. Yeah. I don't think they refer to it as that. But I think it is. That's basically what it is. Yeah. If you say, I would like my double double to be animal style uh-huh they put animals in it here well it's already got animals in it because it is monsters. hamburger it's made out of cow <gasps> yeah that's where hamburger comes no, from. But, but there's a difference between like cow and a cow right no oh well sorry to break the news to you here this is disappointing animal style they will when they grill the hamburger patty mm-hmm. they put mustard on it so it's called mustard mm. grilled. Oh. Very tasty. Oh, that's what that is. Okay. Also, mm-hmm. instead of the big ring of raw onion, you're going to get some chopped up grilled onions. Mm. And pickles. Yeah. And not the other stuff? Or yes, also the other stuff? All the other stuff as well. The lettuce and tomato will still be there. Mm-hmm. The raw onions won't because you've got cooked onions instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like it's just the shorthand of give me that animal style. That's what you're going to get instead of the standard issue double double that is on the picture. Mm-hmm. That's what I get every time. I mm. always get animal style. I don't know if I've ever ordered or ever ordered it. I think I've not wanted to break those rules. Maybe I will today. For for me, I love mustard and pickles mm-hmm. on my hamburgers. Yeah. So there's no way I want a hamburger that doesn't have those things if I can easily get that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Animal style doesn't just apply to the hamburger, though, because you can get your fries animal style, too. What about your milkshake? <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't do that. That sounds gross. Uh, for, for fries, they're going to put melted cheese on it. They're going to put the Thousand Island dressing that they don't call Thousand Island dressing and the grilled onions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's pretty tasty. Okay. I that's, tend, that's a bit much. I tend not to get it because, as you addressed, that's a little bit too much. Yeah. It's like when you go to Tommy Burger, oh, everything to Tommy comes Burger. with chili. Oh, I can't do it. Is Tommy Burger a Southern California thing, too? I've never I'm gonna seen I'm going to have to look in. into that. We may end up just doing a hamburger podcast at this rate. <laughs> we, yeah, that would make sense, but I, I cannot I think, eat a Tommy Burger without regret. I think it is regret. a Southern California original as well. In fact, I don't think Tommy Burger has expanded very far for much of the same that's, reasons. That's good. Don't expand, Tommy Burger. Don't don't stay, do that. Stay to where me. Are you doing great. So that's animal style. There's also protein style. No bun. They wrap it uh, in in the, in lettuce. the lettuce instead, which the, I think the, this is the first place that started doing that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, I remember that was uh, when the South Beach diet started being a thing. Yeah, was, everybody started going to In and Out, who was like a dieter all of a sudden. Yeah, like a little why? bit of a twist there because uh, the bun is causing me to gain weight so i got three of these hamburgers instead <laughs> and i've had the protein style burger before just when sometimes when i was just like i don't feel like eating oh when i was gluten-free for a little bit mm-hmm. yeah it's really oh, good oh. if you if you are avoiding gluten for yeah. sure yeah and it's it's 
they do a good job with the lettuce. It's like these big old I leafy think, leaves. I think they specifically set aside certain leaves from the head of lettuce. Like you as can they're actually do it, it. It's not. Yeah. It's not like a. I mean, it is a gimmicked burger, but it's not. It's not this ridiculous, uh, ill-conceived. Uh, oh, you're gluten free. Here, eat this, you like, monster. Like most of the things in and out, it's done with care. You can also get uh, what I have noted here as a blank by blank burger. Oh yeah, yeah. So there's the double double, which is. Two, two hamburger two. patties, two pieces of cheese. Mm-hmm. Four, is there is there another piece of like bun in the middle of that? Or there just, is not. That's okay. the Big Mac you're thinking of. They <laughs> added you. that piece of bread in there. At In and Out, you can do a three by three or four by four, or you can mix it up. You can do a four by two, what? where you have four pieces of meat, two pieces of cheese. Oh, interesting. You could do a what? So I can ask for two by four. Extra cheese on my cheeseburger next time? They're going to put a piece of wood in between two buns. Uh, Uh No, it would be two hamburger patties, four slices of cheese. For a while, there was no cap on this. You could do X by X And they just charge you appropriately. And they would just charge you appropriately. There were some guys back in the early 2000s who, uh, while drunk, decided to get a 100 by 100 and share it. (laughs) The In-N-Out made it for them, and there's a link to this in the show notes. You can see both the making of the 100 by 100, how they were able to fashion a bunch of fry boats together to hold it, and then watch these people eat this giant, disgusting burger. <laughs> and once that blew up on the on the internet... Corporate was like, nope. In, yeah, In-N-Out had to say, <laughs> look, we can't do this because if you show up at 1 p.m., on a Saturday and say, I want a 100 by 100. Yeah, you're that's... going to basically shut down the restaurant for everybody else while they try to make you this hamburger. Yeah. But at like 11 o'clock on a Tuesday they, or whatever, Yeah, they did it's it in the middle of the night. Probably had a little, like, little like huddle. A, a bachelor party or something. Yeah, like, know. hold on, hold on. Can we pull this off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, we can pull this off. Yeah, and then it was documented and became internet famous. And so now they're like, look, you can have a 4 by 4 after that. You know, we have limited grill space here. Mm-hmm. So none of that for you. I got a couple of other things that are on the secret menu. There is the Neapolitan shake. Mm, that sounds good. Where they will take a chocolate shake, a strawberry shake, and a vanilla shake and pour all three into a single mm, shake cup. Glug, glug, glug. Might get that when we go for lunch right after this. Yeah, so you can you can ask for that mm. and they won't give any trouble. Right, Another, like I won't just be yelled at and thrown in jail? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Another one that I had not heard of until I started doing the research on this is the <laughs> Flying Dutchman. <laughs> Which apparently is not just a slang term for a sexual act. Wait. I don't know if that's actually true, but it certainly sounds like it, that? doesn't it? It sure does. It's two slices of cheese between two meat patties. So it's and like no protein bun. style if you're against cheese meat, vegetables. Cheese meat, cheese, and that's it. Right. Baby, you know it's hot and juicy. Okay. That's the official hamburger of the Meaty Cheesy Boys. <laughs> now... After that, you started getting to things that I think were made up by people who just wanted to trick you into ordering things in and out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The best example of this that I found was the roadkill fries. Oh, I've heard of those. What is that? That is animal style fries with hamburger patties on top of it. No, I don't want to eat that. I found a video on the internet of somebody trying to order this at an in and out and the person at the squawk box said, that's not a thing that we have. What mm. would you like instead? <laughs> good way of handling that i think so uh so that one does sound in fact to be fake (laughs) so if if you are like you 
Mm-hmm. And, and you, I am. And you want to order off of the secret menu, but you don't want to be yelled at for ordering something that isn't really on the secret menu. Mm-hmm. Go to the In-N-Out website, find the link for the not-so-secret secret menu, which we will also have a link to in show notes. Anything you see there, it's not on the board when you go to order, but they aren't going to yell at you. Oh, I love not being yelled at. That's all anybody really wants, right? Yeah. All right, the last piece of information that I have on In-N-Out, because a lot of times you want to visit the original location, right? Like it's your roadside stop when you're going through Baldwin Park, California on other business. I've never been there. You can't go there. <gasps> it doesn't, well, that's why. It doesn't okay. exist anymore. It was right next to the highway that eventually became the 10 freeway. Mm. And so now that original location is the, the 10 freeway. Yeah. It's like the number four lane of the 10 freeway <sighs> okay. going into LA. Oh, okay. Is but, there one nearby? Yes, nearby there is, I think just on the other side of the freeway like from a, where it was. Original location observed? It is a replica. Oh, that's super cute. Okay, let's go there. And my understanding is it's on the campus of In-N-Out University because, of course, <laughs> there's an In-N-Out University uh-huh. where they do employee training, so like manager training. If yeah. You, if you're the manager of an In-N-Out, that's where you go to learn. That's different than that thing that's uh, uh, like outside of Sacramento, right? Where it's like on the five, I want to say, where you're driving and it's just like one of those corporate um, uh, corporate plazas. Like one of the first corporate plazas after a bunch of farms is just a, a, a big like generic building, except that it's got like In-N-Out trim on it and says In-N-Out out front. That's probably a distribution center. That's probably a distribution center because of the farms are right there. Oh, mm-hmm. there are dead cows in there. Okay. I thought yeah. employee training, but dead cows makes more sense. Yeah. So all of the training will take place at In-N-Out University okay. in Baldwin Park, where there is both a replica of the original hamburger stand. They, I think they only open it up once a week for a few hours for people to kind of go poke around and see what it looks like. Oh. It, it doesn't, Does sell ham- doesn't sell hamburgers okay. there. It's just a, this is what it looks like. It's like a little In-N-Out museum. It was 300 feet that way on the other side of the freeway, but this is what it looked like. And there's also a gift shop. Well, we obviously have to go here. Yeah, we got to get something for my Uncle Mark, who, who uh, a, a California fella who... Uh, Currently living outside yeah. of the in and out sphere of influence. Yep, in the DC metro area, has mm-hmm. been for over a decade, and all he wants out of life, it seems like, is a new in and out T-shirt every once in a while. It's a reasonable request, and it is one that we can fulfill by going to visit In and Out University in Baldwin Park. Let's go get him a keychain or something. Yeah, I don't know what the merchandise options are there, but they've, they've probably got a keychain. There's got to be some stuff that you can only get there, right? I'd hope. So now we know what we're getting him for Christmas. Hopefully he's not listening. <laughs> don't worry. I don't think he like listens to things. If he was going to listen to something, though, that wasn't the Beatles, it would probably be our podcast. He's probably just listening to the Beatles. Probably just listening to the Beatles. All right. So that is the story of in and out Still family owned and operated by Lindsay Snyder. Giving a fairly negligible amount of money to the Republican Party, which seems fine. Yeah. Really piss some people off, but I'm going to keep eating there. And if the lines are shorter, that's better for me, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, might, I might even go get a job there. Because thirteen dollars an hour, probably higher in, in in the heart of Los Angeles. Could be. Hmm. Yeah. So pretty good employer. 
or a very good employer, I guess, especially when you consider that it's a quick service food restaurant. The hamburgers are real good. Yeah, they are. Those are tasty burgers. Yeah. Yeah. And even in high school, my friends who worked there are like, they never do anything shady back there. It's the one place you can go where you know they're not going to spit in your burger. Now, that's 1999 talking. Maybe they spit in your burgers now. But it doesn't seem like that's so, the kind of environment they've if, cultivated. If you drive through, you can't see. But if you go into the restaurant, you can see everything that's going on on yeah. that line. Like, it's fun to, to watch because yeah. that is a high-volume grill. I don't people, think anybody's pranking you. The if people you... working that grill are very skilled. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's all we have to say about in and out. Do you have anything you'd like to add before we hang up? <laughs> uh, I'm hungry. Let's go. You know what we should do? We should go to in and out. Let's go to in and out. Those are tasty burgers. All right, sounds good. Time to be on your way Down where the sun goes down And if you're late, she will wait Right beside the garden gate Down where the sun goes down Just you erase from your face That old frown For there'll be